You're listening to the official podcast of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. Learn about local issues, meet candidates, and find out what we're doing to bring more options to Georgia voters. Now here's your host. Hi, and welcome to the Georgia Liberty Cast. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Graham. I'm the chair of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. And today I have a special guest with me. Uh, Danny Dolan is the chair of the Libertarian Party of Fayette County. Vice chair. Uh, Vice chair. Vice chair. You know what? what? That's no good of me. But, um, you know, the thing is, is Danny's very active. uh, And so it's an easy mistake to make. Um, But that's why we had him on here because of how active he's been. Um, we want to talk about a uh, something that I think lots of people could be doing in their areas. If you um, if you look around in some of the smaller municipalities and county commissions and things like that, you'll you'll note that um, I mean, and Fayette County is not even small, um, but smaller than Atlanta, right? You'll you'll actually find out that a lot of people are not going to board of education meetings or county commission meetings, and if you show up, you'll be the only one there, and you'll have a lot of say. Um, and so Danny's been doing just that. Um, he, he basically, there's a tax increase, uh, that the board of education is considering and, um, he's been showing up to fight it. Um, so uh, say hi, Danny, I guess. <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, what you've been working on? Yeah. So it, it started with, you know, every year, the, uh, local governments, the school boards and county commissions and whatnot consider their uh, millage rates for the next year, and our uh, school board decided on five percent rate hike, or not not rate five percent hike. Uh, I decided to go to as many of those tax hearings as I as I could make to learn about it and to speak against it. In, in a nutshell, property values are going up, so even though they are knocking the millage down a little, it is not enough to offset that rise in property value. So our taxes are going up well, so uh, if, by a chunk. If your taxes were remaining exactly the same, then you would think that as property values went up, then the, the millage rate should technically be dropping, right? It should. And there is a calculated millage rollback rate, which if they do not drop the millage to the millage rollback rate, it is officially and in fact a rate a tax hike. I will be paying more in taxes because someone uh, in what was farmland behind my house built several nice houses, which made my theoretical sale value go up. Right, and th- I mean, so that's one thing that I've been um, I've been talking about even in my neighborhood is like uh, as as developers come into the neighborhood, they build things up. Um, you should be cheering them on for increasing your property values, but instead, people that have been around for you know generations in my neighborhood—I don't know how it is in where you live in Fayette County—but um, there have been people in their homes for generations here being kicked out because property taxes are going up. And and I mean, I think that it's terrible, right? And they're and they're telling these developers who are sinking millions and millions of dollars into our neighborhood, which should be a good thing. They're telling them to stay home. They're telling them to get out of the neighborhood. Um, and, and the thing is, is they're, they're building up quality businesses and, and it, it, the, the incentives are just all wrong when it comes to property taxes. Right. Someone else moving in nearby me thinking that my neighborhood is nice shouldn't be a bad thing for me. Right. But because of the craziness that is millage rate, it is bad for me. Yeah, and exactly. so I went to these uh, hearings 
pretty much to say to them all the same thing, just because my property value in theory is going up doesn't mean I have more money in my wallet. Uh, I'm yeah, having to liquid. take That's away from my, yeah, I'm having to take away from my grocery budget to uh, increase my tax payments. Yeah. And that's just not good. That's not right. Yeah. I mean, you have um, three kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So So those grocery bills, I I know I have one kid and uh, I know what what that did to my grocery bill. So I can only imagine what three would do. (laughs) Yeah. And and, uh, this is, so if uh, on top of, if you actually go to the uh, local news here in uh, Fayette County, the citizen and do a search on the newspaper's website for Board of Education sets record budget, you will see the same headline almost exactly year after year after year. Their budgets have been skyrocketing for years. Yeah. So this is not a recent trend. Uh, they, they, millions upon millions of increase, and the student population has not been growing that rapidly. Right. They say that... Um, you know, it's because they have to follow fund quality education. Well, I give to the PTO fundraisers. I attend the, the events. I, I give money to the schools. Uh, the money I'm pouring in to the Board of Education through my taxes is all bureaucracy. The, uh, so that's what I was going to kind of get to is um, is how are they justifying the the tax rate increases uh, by such a substantial amount? Are they are they claiming to provide more services? Are they you know saying that they're gonna they're helping more that the the head count for children are is going up or or you know what, what how are they justifying this? <laughs> well, this time around, they're saying they have no choice whatsoever because of the. Uh, amount the state told them they had to pay into the teacher's retirement system. Yeah, that's a whole nother mess. Our, a whole bunch of, you know, uh, and apparently this is what they told me is that uh, the university system uh, came up short in their payments into the into uh, retirement, even though there are a bunch of re- professors retiring on that money. I only have their word to take for it. At a uh, Q&A with the parents, the uh, chairman of the school board actually said that the uh, county school board is the only organization that the state government comes to and says, you have to pay this and they have to pay it. He actually said that. Uh, (laughs) Gee, sounds like taxes. I think there's also a a state law that, that says like the first x number of mills i'm not exactly sure what it is uh what the amount is um actually gets diverted from the the public school system and goes into the state general fund um i forget how many mills it is but there's like a baseline um on on those taxes that goes into the georgia general fund and the general the georgia general fund is a slush fund they can use it for anything right (laughs) well the um the uh millage rate in uh for the county uh, schools down here in Fayette is close to the uh, limit of 20. Uh, it is far above any of the municipalities or the county. Uh, so the lion's share of everyone's taxes down here, uh, property taxes down here is going into the school system. Right. And they actually, uh, you know, say, you know, we should be very happy that it is not 20 because for a long time it was 20 and they think they're doing us a favor by just lowering it 
Oh, you should be bit. happy it's not worse than it is? I mean, I guess I'm happy oh, it's worse than it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. What a mess. So, um, so when you go down to the, I mean, I've, I've seen, um, you sent me a number of articles before we did this, uh, this, this call. Um, uh, it seems like it's getting a lot of publicity, um, and that the local news is running things, but like how, what, what, what is it like when you show up to the board of education meetings? Are there a lot of people there? Well, when I went to these, uh, tax hearings, uh, not so many, the, the first of the, I made two of the three board of education tax hearings. And the first one that I went to, there there were about five of us there to represent the public. And only a few of us actually uh, spoke against it. There were a few more folks at the, at the final hearing, but it, it was still uh, a very empty room. Uh, in the end, we had um, uh, one person, uh, w- one of the uh, board members vote against the rate hike. And the rest uh, for so, the tax hike. So, yeah. Do you think that? Uh, um, did Did you think that, like, when you were giving public remarks um, during the allocated time, do you think that they were listening to you um, very well, or or was it just kind of for show? Or, <laughs> uh, well, the the uh, the first time I went, I think uh, the the fact that I was there kind of surprised them, and surprised them again when I said that uh, I was with the Libertarian Party. Yeah. Oh, oh wow, we've got libertarians here. You know that <laughs> they actually exist. Um, <laughs> they do exist. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, and, and then I showed up for another meeting. I was like, oh, he's back. And then I showed up to a uh, uh, not a um, uh, an official meeting, but a uh, Q and A session for parents. And uh, th- there were more people there because it, w- it was advertised out not as a meeting, but uh, for parents right. and grandparents. In the community, um, but then I showed up to yet another meeting, uh, and, and now they're starting to recognize me. <laughs> and um, I think some of them are are listening, and then some of them are like, "Oh, he's back." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, the, the, you know, this is just the beginning. <laughs> you know, if you really want to blow their minds, um, start recording. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Well, they they just started live streaming their uh their meetings and and still i can't find recordings of their meetings you have to um go to their website uh at time of meeting to watch the meeting oh but they're not saved so, off anywhere so you can't like do it on your own time not not that i've found yeah and so. that's 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 a big complaint that a lot of people have uh is that you know they do these things during the day and i, I think some of them do do them at night. They'll split them to try to get more people there. But a lot of them, you know, they just always have it, you know, in the morning and people that have jobs can't just like take time off to go sit all day and wait for the public remarks. Mm-hmm. I know like the city of Atlanta, um, they don't do public remarks at the beginning. Even it's like in the middle of the agenda clo- or closer to the hind end. Right. But you never know how long the mm-hmm. meeting is going to go. And so you mm-hmm. just sit there and you got to take like your whole day off of work. You can't just like show up at the time that you're supposed to speak and then speak and then get out of there. Like you just got to, you got to take the whole day mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. they do things like they, you know, pass resolutions, congratulating themselves for this, that, and the other. And then there's big celebrations and whatever. And they're just, you know, I don't need this. I, I need to be at work. So I, yeah. I think there's some, some strategy there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
So yeah, so the um, the most recent meeting they had, uh, they had before the actual meeting part, they had a half hour public hearing on another issue uh, I wanted to talk about, which is the middle school situation. But uh, they had that that half hour hear, hearing, uh, and a fair number of people showed up for that. And then the official uh, meeting started, and a fair number of people were there for the start of that but they were all parents there to see their kids get recognized for some uh great award and then as the kids got their certificates and got their pictures taken the room got emptier yeah so what what is the status on the tax hike well the the uh millage rates are set for the year for the uh county for the board of education for all the municipalities they are set so it's a done and deal. The no, one no vote. It is, how it went down. Mm-hmm. One, yeah, yeah, one no vote, and that was uh, that was it. And uh, it, it'll be another fight for next year. Yep. Um, and uh, another budget fight for next year. But mm. but uh, ongoing, uh, there's there's another issue cropping up with with spending, and that is uh, has to do with uh, Booth Middle School. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and tell me about so, it. So Booth Middle School is located uh, in about the middle of Peachtree City. Uh, it is, uh, the, the building is about 40 years old and the county has been uh, using uh, East Bloss money you know, through, through several recent Bloss on planned projects to renovate and modernize buildings. And, uh, what, and what, is, what is an East Bloss? Oh, the the education spots where they go to the uh, voters and say, "Will you approve a special purpose local option sales tax to uh, take on these projects?" And they have a list of projects, right? And so they have uh, a list of education projects for all the uh, schools in the area, uh, of which Booth is but one. Some of those projects have been completed. Some of them are just in the very early planning stage. The the reason Booth is such an issue is that when the East Plus was approved, on the menu item of improvement was about $10 million in renovations for this building. And now they tell us that, oh no, they need either about 40 million to renovate this building or else for the for only 46 million instead of uh renovating the existing building they could build a new middle school and name that new middle school booth middle school (laughs) um taking the old booth middle school out of commission this new Booth Middle School, oh, we conveniently already have land for it. Oh, boy. That has been purchased not near the existing Booth Middle School. It's more towards the edge of Peachtree City. Do they have some it sort is of on a, for why they purchased this land other than for this new school that's not approved? <laughs> uh, they say, <laughs> that was asked at that uh, Q&A <laughs> session. They said... That oh, you know, large tracts of land don't just become available for purchase every day. And we had to buy it quickly because the only alternative would be eminent domain when we need to build. Oh. Well. The only So they had to yeah. buy it without any plan whatsoever to build anything on it. 
without any plan, without any evaluation as to whether it would meet need. This road is, uh, uh, this uh, piece of property is currently accessible only by gravel roads. Many uh, city streets around the area would need significant improvement uh, in order to provide uh, traffic access to this. And the uh, city government, Peachtree City, has come out and said, we oppose building here because uh, the Board of Education can only put forward money to build on their property. And there would have to be a bunch of city and county spending in order to accommodate. They don't want to do that. So was, was East Plus money used on this on buying that property? I don't know that. I have not heard. Okay. That is a good question. <laughs> and what and was buying that property on the list of things that maybe uh that was approved, right? Because that's the idea about East Plus, yeah. right? A list of things that you say are these these are projects that we are allowed to spend it on and like you can't go in and create new projects. It's it's that list or nothing, right? And so, that's, right, that's, right. You you yeah, and, and they can, uh, there is apparently some wiggle room as to, okay, let's, we can outsource some projects or we, we may uh, team up with other local governments to get things done. Right. But what is on the list is what it is supposed to be. That is a special purpose right. uh, sales tag. Right. And so I think you, um, and, you brought up a good point one time about, uh, about this. Uh, I think I saw it on your Facebook where you said something about, um, you know, they want to they want to either upgrade the current booth or build the new one. Um, but basically what they're doing is giving you the same choice twice. Yes. That- yes. So let's say they uh, first. First of all, I don't believe uh, myself that it that booth need uh $40 million of renovations. One of the re- things that they are say- saying is a reason for the, the that explosion in cost from 10 million to 40 is that the school has some crowding issues, which there are other ways of dealing with crowding issues other than turning it into a mega school. Right. Well, in one of the articles um, that I read said that the headcount for students in, uh, well, you know what, it might've been for all of Fayette County, not necessarily for Booth, um, it had not gone up very much. It was really administrators that was the the headcount was going up, and it's like almost a one to one ratio of students to administrators. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we've got, um, you know, our uh, classroom size is below the state uh, uh, target. Our, uh, you know, we are very he- top. We're getting very top heavy on administrators. And uh, top heavy on salaries too, right? Uh, you know, the the, the uh, closer to the uh, uh, superintendent's office uh, anyone is, the, the the better they get paid, of course. So. Yeah. So I think I cut you off anyway. You said um, you don't think Booth needs the the forty million dollars in renovations, but uh, right, uh, yeah. right. Um, I, I don't I don't think they need that forty million dollars in renovation. I think that that. Uh, number went up to make the prospect of the building look good. Yeah. Uh, I think that they bought this piece of land in haste and now it, you know, it looks like uh, someone's trying to make a, ju- make a case for having it. Right. All right. Well, was there anything else uh, related to Booth that you wanted to, that you felt was important to bring up? Uh, well, the, the story on Booth isn't over. 
Um, like I said, right now, the uh, uh, city has come out against it. A whole bunch of people have come out uh, against it. A few people have spoken up in, for, uh, in favor of, we need something because of the overcrowding. And, and um, you know, like I said, right now it, it's stalemate and they say no decisions have been made. Last time I was up there, I looked them in the eyes and said, make me believe it. Make me believe that you haven't already got the fix in. So yeah, we will see. So people can still, people in Fayette County can still go out to these meetings and, and speak their mind on this and hopefully put some pressure. Is that right? I hope so. I hope so. Uh, I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything uh, final yet and I plan to still keep showing up, showing up. Well, I've, I've seen the fix in, in Atlanta on things before and uh, you know, enough people showed up that people got embarrassed that their vote was going to be the way that it was going to be and have overturned that. So um, I, I think have, have a little faith and I know it's really tough. We, mm-hmm. we have a libertarian listening audience and I think we tend to be a little cynical um, and sometimes that is for a very good reason, but you know, showing up actually makes a difference whether you, you know, you believe it or not. Um, when you're looking them in the eye and they have to look in you in the eye and vote, you know, yay or nay on that they know that you're paying attention and uh, that matters mm-hmm. to these guys. So um, I think showing up is, is the best thing to do. Um, yeah. To each and every meeting, make them feel it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, I wanted to jump to another uh, subject since you're in the neck of the woods of house district 71. Uh, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago where there was a special election. Um, the libertarians did not run any, any candidates. Um, partly, you know, we didn't, we didn't make a concerted effort or anything, but we were pretty happy with, uh, Nina Blackwelder, um, you know, as an organization and we didn't feel like we needed to, uh, stress finding a candidate. And so we didn't, uh, cause <laughs> to be frank, she was, uh, as libertarian as we needed. <laughs> um, unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you, are down there around that area. So Nina's been to, we, we've talked with Nina, uh, several times. She is a great person. Very, uh, very Liberty minded, um, you know, very, uh, very strong on ballot access, uh, second amendment, uh, solve problems without government. Uh, she, she runs a charity that does not take tax money. Yeah. Uh, she, she, she's everything that you, that you could want. And, uh, you, she you know made a, de- called? I, I don't know, off the top um, of my head, but, uh, I believe it's, uh, 180 degree transition. That sounds right. Homeless and people they, off the streets and they train them up, up on how to get, you know, to get jobs. And it's like a teach Amanda fish type of thing. Right. Yes. Yes. And they, they help with all sorts of things. Like if, uh, someone needs a uh, nice suit for a job interview to, okay, they just, they just need transportation to get to the job interview or they need an address to put down on paper so that they can fill out this job application. That's right. So they, right. they do all sorts of uh, great grassroots stuff. Yeah. So, um, so Nina, Nina really put in the work too. I saw her all over social media, um, you know, taking pictures of, of door knocking and all that. So I know that she was out there, um, you know, putting in the work for uh, any camp that any campaign would need to. Um, unfortunately, right. media um, really took hold of, of paying attention to Philip Singleton 
and uh, Mary Sackerson, mm-hmm. um, who ended yeah. up who ended up being the top two vote getters in the um, the the regular special election. Um, but neither one of them got 50% plus one. And so it went to a runoff. So it ended up being between right. Mary Sackerson and Philip Singleton. I hope I'm saying her name, right? I've never yeah. heard of it. I have only read it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that goes. So, yeah. um, so, so that special election was, um, what yesterday, uh, well, we're recording it was. on Wednesday night. So it was yesterday was a special election. 10% of, of voters turned out, uh, well, a little less than 10%. So voter turnout was, was abysmal. It was, it was, um, as, as it usually is in runoffs and special elections, people just aren't paying enough. Mm-hmm. Attention. Um, but Philip Singleton won. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that, that is a good thing, right? I, I we didn't want yeah. to come out and, and say too much, too, too much about, uh, Philip cause we know Nina was so good. And, um, really I right. think Nina, uh, it, it, I was trusting her. And if, if she felt like Philip was, was really the best candidate, then she probably wouldn't have run. Um, I do think that, you know, we settled and Settling for second in this case is not terrible. Philip seems like he's good on on Second Amendment, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of bucking the establishment. Um, I, the thing that has frustrated me through this whole thing was that the media seems to be painting the whole race as a you know Ralston versus Speaker Speaker David Ralston versus anti Speaker David Ralston people. Um, right. <laughs> and um and, and I think Sackerson really uh, epitomizes the the speaker David Ralston crowd uh one cuz he he dropped thousands of dollars into her campaign and people that support him also did um so I think that side is very cut and dry but the, Philip Singleton was not a a, a major anti speaker Ralston um speaker until until the the special election maybe he said a few things but he still was never right. very strong on that and so i thought it was weird that the media painted it as a a referendum on speaker Ralston um do you have well, any well i i think uh, we can actually thank uh Nina for a lot of that yeah. uh you know she she uh she did um she uh, didn't win the uh, the first round of election, but she pushed that conversation a lot. She uh, she was very hard on liberty. She made Republicans stand up and either agree with her or not look Republican. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yep. You know, she 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 came out uh, hard on uh, constitutional carry, on uh, on, uh, ballot access. Even she said, you know, people should have every chance to, uh, vote on, uh, whatever candidate they want. And if it divides our ballot, well, it'll divide the Democrats too. That's what she said to the Republicans. And right. well, and there was, a, <clears throat> there was a great, uh, quote. She was on the rebellion, which is a, another really good podcast, uh, based in Georgia by, uh, Banks wise and Shane Hazel. And um, she was on there. They asked her about Speaker David Ralston, and she said that he should be tarred and feathered. <laughs> yes, I heard that. I loved it. That was great. Yes. Yeah. She. She. Uh, Go ahead. She steered the conversation. She uh, did a lot of things in her campaign that um, you know uh, we could learn from as Liberty people, as the people with the short end of the stick on budget and all. Uh, as far as very effective campaigning, um, and I, I uh, hope as we uh, run more races down here and support more races down here, 
I want to tap into her knowledge uh, and, yeah. and experience here. Yeah. And, and uh, she's made a lot of connections. And it, it, she has gotten a lot out of not coming in first. Well, so that's the thing is when people talk about, you know, running as a libertarian, um, like she did not run as a libertarian. Let's be clear here. Right. Talk about running as a libertarian and they say that, well, you're not going to win. And, you know, it might might be pretty apparent and true, right, that you're not going to get the vote win, right? You're not going to get a majority uh, win. But as a libertarian, Mm -hmm. you need to have a series of other wins under your belt and say, like, well, these are the the goals that I want to accomplish. And if if I can accomplish these things, if I can move my opponent on Second Amendment, on, um, you know, speaking out against Ralston on, uh, you know, a number of things you say, like, uh, this is the conversation I want to spark. And if you spark it, you, you didn't lose, right. You won. Right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> um, so, so running as a libertarian is not always about getting that vote count, but about, you know, pushing conversations in a more Liberty oriented way, um, which a lot of times gets lost. As as major media wants to push things and they want to uh, paint things into corners and 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 discuss them on their own terms in the way that they think will get you know eyes and ears, um, we have an opportunity to to change that discussion when we're running candidates. And I think that's why the Libertarian Party was founded. So um, we need to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think. Did you have anything else on the special election, or or Nina, or 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 Singleton, or any of that? Well, it's uh, you know we've got more special elections coming up. We've got our uh, municipal elections coming up. That's uh, uh, never ending. But uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I recently but, uh, found yeah. out that uh, LP uh, the the LP National had a goal for um, over two hundred. Uh, 2019 candidates 2019 is of course an off year not every um state like georgia actually does do a lot of municipal elections in 2000 in odd years um and uh they had a goal of 200 and they've uh they've cleared it so we have over 200 candidates in a weird you know weird odd year that not even all the states have any kind of election so um i think that's pretty big they set they set pretty good yeah. goals for themselves too. I think they have like two thousand. They want two thousand candidates for uh, two thousand twenty. So, um, if you're in Georgia, you want to run, reach out to us. If you go to lpgeorgia.com, um, and then just just reach out to us on there and and let us know that you want to run, and we'll we'll help you get going. So, um, all right. So, did uh, I I wanted to give you an opportunity as well to um, let people know if they live in the Fayette County or Coweta or um, any of those areas right around you to know when you guys are meeting up. Do you have uh, another meeting scheduled anytime soon? Well, we generally meet uh, first uh, Monday of every month over at Partners Pizza in Tyrone. We have a family pizza night, no business, just uh, hanging out, having pizza and having fun with other uh, folks who love uh, Liberty and all that good stuff. Uh, I've been to that. It's any good. Party. It's good and cheap. The beer is cheap. The pizza is cheap, and and um, it's okay. Yes. Uh, All you can eat buffet. All you can eat pizza buffet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not sponsors. I promise. <laughs> no, no, they're 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 just they're just grateful. Um, and then uh, every other month we uh, we uh, we do a, a 
an event over at uh, Lion Creek Brewery. Uh, for more information on that, you can follow us on Facebook, Libertarians of Fayette County, Georgia, uh, or else uh, lpfayette.org. Nice. And I, I went to that one recently as well. And uh, I got to say that their their stout is is quite good. Uh, not their dessert stout. They have like a donut stout or something that I was like, whoa, this is too sweet. But they have one on nitro that is uh, delicious. And I'm a, I'm a big beer guy. So <laughs> yes, beer and liberty. Yeah. The problem was they didn't have any food. You know, they had a food truck that showed up a little bit, but, um, but yeah, there was right. Sometimes they have a food truck show up. It's, uh, it, it's not always a regular deal, but, uh, you know, well, when they show up, they're accordingly. <laughs> Uh, but they were happy with the kids too. Uh, my little one came, and I know another person in LP Fayette uh, had had his little ones, uh, and yeah, and it was a good time, I think. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, if we don't have anything else, um, I guess this has been the Georgia Liberty Cast, and uh, my my partner asked me to um, start signing off, and so I figured I would uh, sign off with uh, "Live and Let Live," y'all. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. The theme song for this episode was Metaltania by Kevin MacLeod, released to the public domain through freepd.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate us and leave a review. You can email the show's producers at podcast at lpgeorgia.com. If you're a libertarian in the state of Georgia, don't forget to find your local affiliate at lpgeorgia.com. <laughs>